Want to unlock the potential of LinkedIn and accelerate the growth of your personal brand? My online LinkedIn program offers a step-by-step system to help you do just that. It's the same framework I use to grow my followings from 0 to 30,000 followers and 500,000 in income. Through three modules, you'll learn how to optimize your profile, create compelling content that people will consume, and leverage growth hacks to boost your visibility. The course is concise, easy to follow, and highly practical, with each module distilling hundreds of hours of research, experimentation, and first-hand experience. By completing this program, you'll gain the knowledge and tools you need to drive traffic to your profile, increase your top-of-mind awareness, and grow your connections. Whether you're a job seeker, business owner, or simply looking to promote a course, this program is the key to unlocking the power of LinkedIn for your personal brand. Learn more about this program at adriantan.com.sg slash LinkedIn. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Adrian Tan Show. On this podcast, I speak with entrepreneurs, HR leaders and coaches who have a great impact on the future of work. I hope they distill their life lessons so that the rest of us can learn from their best practices. Businesses in Singapore are adopting a four-day work week to provide a better employee experience. In a survey of 1,000 workers, 81% said they want a four-day work week. But such an arrangement is not for everyone, especially as the job security in the tech industry continues to dilute and workforce can become increasingly sceptical about the success of this arrangement. Rimini Street recently announced the global adoption of its popular four-day workweek program named Fabulous Fridays. This four-day workweek program is also going to be implemented in Singapore. The decision to adopt the program for 2023 was followed by favourable results for both employees and the company during a six-month trial period in the second half of 2022. And to share with us more on this today is Janet Ravine. She's the VP of Global Communications, Culture and Experience and also serves as the committee chair of Rimini Street Foundation. She leads the company's external communications and employee engagement programs, including public relations, social media and culture reach initiatives. As a founder of the Rimini Street Foundation, Janet has overseen award-winning philanthropic programs, overseeing financial donations, in-kind contributions, and employee volunteer programs that have empowered more than 425 charities across six continents. Janet has also played a critical role in shaping the Rimini family core values around the four seats of Rimini Street, company, clients, colleagues, and family. She has launched multiple programs and events centered around wellness, learning, and togetherness earning recognition in multiple workplace awards around the world. Janet holds a professional in human resources PHR certification by HRCI and is a graduate of the Civil Engineering Technology Program at Seneca College of Applied Arts and Technology in Toronto, Canada. Hi Janet, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Adrian. Romini Street has been in operation since 2005. We service some of the largest enterprises out there in the world with our enterprise software support and solutions and products, bringing about great innovations for companies that are looking for a true partner in the technology services space. We are speaking today because of your company's global adoption of the four-day work week, which is something that has been going on quite some time in the news. But a lot of talk, very few adoption, which makes this conversation really interesting. How did this whole thought process came about and what were some of the conclusions that you arrived to and how it led to where you are today? The four-day work week adoption was actually a trial program in the summer of 2022. So coming out from the pandemic and working around the clock, our 
executives, our CEO, they really understood the fatigue and the amount of stress accumulated during that time. So in order for us to have a little bit of a reprieve, our CEO decided, you know what, let's try for July and August only in the summer months, having everybody work just four days and having what we call Fabulous Fridays. So on Fabulous Fridays, there's no meetings. You could use that time as you like. And after a certain amount of time, we realized that people were really adopting to it very well. People were really enjoying it. And they were sending a lot of comments and feedback showing that they really support the program. And in fact, we were watching to see if it it impacted the services that we provide to our clients or the ability for us to get closer to our business goals. And we were very satisfied with the results of it and seeing how improved everybody felt about working the four-day work week and bringing their A-game all the time and not impacting negatively to the business. We decided to extend it for another month and then another month turned into the end of the year. And at the end of the year, we decided to reevaluate and bring it forward to the entire 2023. And it was very well received and it's still very well received right now. In doing the trial, did it also surface any misconceived perception of the four-day work week? Because on paper, it sounds really nice. But when you go through it in action, you may see some of the friction. Any things that people should be concerned about if they are also looking to embark on a four-day work week trial? Four-day work week. Like any program adoption, it's about change management. It's about communication. So prior to launching Fabulous Fridays at Ramini Street, we talked to the senior management team. We talked with different leaders of the organization, especially ones that are very client-facing. So to better understand and prepare for it, we decided, okay, what are some of the agreements we have to have in place in order for us to work around the clock? Because that is part of our service that we provide to our clients is, 24 by 7 by 365 support. And because we have a very unique service level agreement of 10 minutes or less guarantee for priority one cases, and on average, we answer within two minutes. So how do we find that balance between always continuing to deliver excellent, extraordinary service to our clients with those service level agreements and make sure that our, cl- our colleagues have the time off to really enjoy those days off? So what we decided with the teams were not everybody was going to select Fabulous Fridays. For some teams, like our global service to delivery team, for instance, they might be taking a Marvelous Monday or a Thankful Thursday or some other day within the week. So we continue to have 24 by 7 by 365 coverage. And like I said, it really comes down to communication and collaboration between the teams to ensure that everybody is working towards the same goal. And if there are any gaps, we make sure that we work together to solve those immediately before they arrive. And Fabulous Friday will be the name of the global initiative when it comes to four-day work week. I also want to understand when it comes to the rollout, and of course, uh, some of the countries may still be pending rollout. Do you see any form of differentiation when all these are being communicated down to the different offices? I don't really have much visibility on other countries outside of Singapore, but Knowing Singapore well, there is a tendency for us to be in the local dialect slang to be a bit more kiasu, which means afraid to lose out. And I faced this quite prominently when I was still in my consultancy business, when we were trying to encourage companies to go on a five-day work week. So many years ago, company in Singapore were still on a five-and-a-half-day work week or five-and-a-half-day alternate Saturday work week. So Saturday, you either have to come back every other Saturday or you have to come back every Saturday. 
And trying to remove that Saturday and have that be spread evenly over Monday to Friday was already quite a huge challenge, which of course led to the government stepping in and to communicate to everyone, okay, the civil service from now on will be five-day work week. And slowly but surely, companies follow. Under four-day work week structure, I don't see the civil service in Singapore following that footstep very soon, at least not now. So when it comes to all this kind of immediate challenge, how would you address them? And what are some of the key challenges or pushback that people actually came up with? That is a very good question. We did have some individuals, and even myself, frankly, that kind of wondered, is this something that could really work? And is four-day work week every single week possible? So even myself, I was wondering maybe what if we were to adopt it once a month, giving everybody one Friday off in the entire month or every other Friday off. But I think really it comes down to the commitment from the senior management team to say, no, we're going to do this as a team. We're going to make sure that it works and we'll find ways to ensure that the business is not impacted negatively. Now, that being said, we still do have some colleagues who are like, oh, four-day work week is not really my style. And that's totally okay. We encourage everybody to use that day off as they need to. So we do have individuals like myself, for instance. I spend my fabulous Fridays without any meetings, but catching up on all the email. Because we all know there are a ton of emails that hit our inbox every single day. And when you're in meetings constantly, it's really hard to get to that work, right? Yes, I think we generally have a culture. The fear of missing out is not just based within work, but in our everyday lives. So finding that right balance for yourself where you don't miss out, but you gain that time and the ability to stay flexible and to focus on your own personal and professional priorities. I think that is something that maybe doesn't happen overnight, but as an organization that agrees upon what are your priorities and how do we work towards them together, I think it's a really positive movement if everybody's in it to adopt it and break the status quo with it. Yes, with all company benefits, especially the unique ones like for the work week, you will require a fair bit of work for the senior management, especially to walk the talk, to emphasize and communicate across that, hey, this is safe space. You are more than welcome to adopt it. I remember seeing this call center in Singapore. They actually have a carousel in the middle of the office. And I was telling my friend who works in a competing company and I was telling him, hey, you should join your competitor instead. They have a carousel. They have this cushy lounge and all that. And my friend said something which really occurred to me. He said, if you're caught sitting on one of the carousel, just be prepared to get side eye by the manager. What are you doing there? It's one thing to have an initiative and to have it in a policy, but it's mm-hmm. another to showcase to your people that this is something that you are okay to take. There's not going to be any hidden repercussion. So how does your management or senior leaders walk the talk? To- That's really hilarious about that carousel. <laughs> It sounds like entrapment if you ask me. It really starts with culture. And I was speaking with other individuals about this, but Ramini Street, we have such a unique culture. And because it all starts with having a shared purpose, right? And when you share that purpose and everybody works extraordinarily hard to, to realize those dreams and those purposes together, the culture really is outstanding. And of course, when you have such passion, to reach those goals together, sometimes it really is hard to disengage. And it becomes a around-the-clock endeavor to reach those goals. But like you said, it does take a lot of work from the top to put this program or any engagement program in place. 
and to show that it's okay to have those days off, that not a, a trick, it's not entrapment by any means. You can sit on the carousel and you can relax. And that's what we do at Ramini Street. Like I said earlier, this program was initiated by our CEO. And he made sure that all the leaders understood that on those fabulous Fridays off, there are no, not to be any meetings scheduled. And yes, sometimes client meetings happen. Sometimes emergencies do happen or there's priority projects. And we do work towards those as well. But, but yes, so the Ramini Street culture is very important. It sets the standard of how we work together as professionals and how we share our personal and professional goals. So when you have such a passionate workforce, sometimes it's really difficult to take those days off. We have a lot of paid time off that people also don't always take advantage of. It's because we have such passion and the desire to reach our goals together. But this program, the four-day workweek program, or Fabulous Friday, was initiated by our CEO. And he made it very clear to all the leaders of Ramini Street this is how we're going to adopt the program. This is how we're going to work together to make it successful. And those leaders have in turn made sure that they work very closely with their teams and their management group to ensure that the program isn't just talk. It is being put in place. It's being constantly reviewed and measured to ensure that the business is not being impacted, that our colleagues are still working very closely together towards those shared goals, but prioritizing those days off for things that you may need, whether it's just to go to the bank and or get your car fixed or whatever it may be that you need to do on those days off. But I think it's a really nice balance and something that is upheld from the top down. And having gone through this initiative yourself, although I do understand on Friday is more of an email day, but for any of your employees or perhaps even for employees in other companies that are going to undergo any form of four-day work week trial or maybe on a permanent basis. At an individual level, are there any tips and advice you can offer to them in order to make it work? Because if you just look at things from a surface level, trying to squeeze a typical 40-hour week into something like a 32-hour and maintaining the same amount of output seems to be quite overbearing or overwhelming? Are there some pro productivity hacks, some restructuring of your workflow that might permit people to compress whatever they have done on a usual 40 hour to a 32 hours without compromising on their own work-life balance and without compromising on the expectation from the company. There's a really interesting theory that work always expands to the time given. So if you have five days, you might squeeze in the same amount of work in those five days than you would in, let's say, if you only had two days or three days to do the same. So being very mindful of how much time you're maybe allocating towards the actual work versus all the other fluffy stuff, right? So having clear communications, clear prioritization, and clear goals that everybody understands and they work towards, I think that level of transparency is what needs to be set by the leaders, by the company, for yourself and for your colleagues and for your peers. I think paramount that all organizations possibly looking into 40 work weeks or even just to boost productivity within their organizations, whether you adopt 40 work week or not, communication, prioritization, and constant measurement and reducing fluff. I think that's really where the secret sauce is. I really like where you start this off with reducing fluff. And I personally has been a victim of having a lot of fluff in my working professional life. 
And one of the things that I personally still try to compensate on is switching between tasks. So before I can end off a task, I'll move on to another one. And I'll go back to it again. I'll move on to a third one. And there are a lot of switching costs involved. And it all adds up. And over time, you realize, oh, okay, just purely on switching between tasks and trying to get back up to speed, I probably have wasted like two hours a week kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And these are things that, of course, we can save a lot if you're just a bit more focused, a bit more dedicated on the task at hand. Rimini, you also have this 4C model to help your organization manage change in this transition to the four-day work week. Could you elaborate more on this 4C model and what are some of the key principles that other companies may be able to learn from? At Rimini Street, our core values are sent around the four Cs of Rimini Street, which is company, clients, colleagues, and community. Before we take any action or we think about enacting certain programs or strategies or execution, we always revert back to how does this impact all of the four Cs? And our company purpose is to create a better world through equal opportunity for all. And that includes all of the four Cs. And when you look at any program that you want to put in place, whether it's the four-day work week or perhaps even rolling out a new product or service, you really have to sit back and say, How does this impact the company's overall goals? How does this impact the client experience? How does this help create better engagement, help create better talent acquisition and retention of the most extraordinary individuals out there? Especially with our company, we have the Remini Street Foundation and giving back to the community is very important to us. So with the increased success of your company, how does this translate back to more giving and more charitable actions for the community in which you live in and serve? So we always think about the four C's and all that we do, and we make sure that we have conversations that aren't just geared towards one side or the other. It really is about understanding the entire landscape of what Ramini Street is here to do and how it impacts everybody in and outside of the organization. Nice. And I hope with that, people could really learn from gurus who have been there, done that, and hopefully this will also be a very good case study for any companies out there beyond just Singapore looking at how to adopt four-day work week, not just on a local setting, but also on a global setting. And with that, for people who is keen to learn more about what Remini does, as well as your four-day work week initiative, where would you suggest them to go? RiminiStreet.com slash company. You can learn more about us there. And just, you know, reach out to us via social media. I'm always available via social media as well. So please reach out to me. You can always leave us a message on our LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And we'd be more than happy to connect with you. For any listeners out there who are perhaps very interested to consider such kind of operational model when it comes to your work, perhaps you may want to check out Rimini Street on how they actually adopt working initiative in order to make the working culture much better within your organization and also to provide that much more appealing employee experience across the entire company. Thank you so much, Janet, for coming onto the show. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this episode and podcast out to more people who may find it useful. I'll see you in the next episode of The Agent Han Show.